from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Something's gone wrong. <laughs> something's something's happening. Um, <laughs> welcome all to all my fantasy children. My name is Eric Tanosayas. And my name is Jeff Stormer. And this is All My Fantasy Children. It's a character creation, world building, storytelling podcast where each week Jeff and I open a new restaurant. We do. Every single week we open a new restaurant. We we go through the process. We sort of get it hilariously wrong. And then Gordon Ramsay has to come in and he yells at us. He gets real cranky. But he can tell that we he can tell that we love food. Yeah. So like there's definitely a moment where it's like, you know, we want to be doing this and he gets mad at us because he's like, You should be doing better, but we're like, we wanna make this work. And then together, like, he comes up with some solutions and we're like, What if we do this? And there's a moment where we make a suggestion and he gets real stirred about it and goes quiet and goes, That's a great suggestion. And then we all get excited and finally we have the opening of the restaurant and everybody comes and the food is really good. But then the restaurant closes in six months because turns out that having the boost from a big TV show doesn't actually give you that much business in the long term. It just sort of is a like a temporary thing. But like for those six months, though, we had a pretty good run. And then we kind of go back to the way that we were with the shitty restaurant. Like, that's kind of how it goes. Jeff, is this an actual thing? Because we can make a million dollars. I mean, it's an actual thing that, <laughs> like, is on. nightmares. I've seen, like, every episode. But the <laughs> important thing I have to say, listeners, about um, the new format that we have where we make a new restaurant um, is there are a lot of shots where Gordon Ramsay is sitting us down and we're crying. And he's like, how do we get better? How do we get better? We're like, we keep trying, Gordon. And he's like, how do we make new characters? And it's like, we take a prompt, Gordon. So it's slightly, slightly messy. By the way, proud to announce that our newest network is the Gordon Ramsay uh, Go Fuck Yourself Network. Yes. <laughs> it's not the best. It's nope. not the best network. It's not the best I could even come up with. I'm going to level with you. We probably won't stay on this is probably like a temporary situation we yes. just sort of like we got we got booted from whatever the hell the last network we were whoa, on whoa, is because i've whoa, lost whoa, track last, of this dumb bit last network was uh <laughs> a road hogs network jeff oh, and they yeah, were great right. to us but you know, creative differences yeah you know it happens don't bite the hand that feeds jeff and right now gordon ramsay is feeding us big spoonfuls of creme fraiche that's probably actually why we're gonna get fired is that i, I keep seeing his hand and I keep thinking, oh, I just want to take a bite. You know what? I just it, want to chomp down on that hand. Fun fact about Gordon Ramsay, his left hand is actually made out of a delicious uh, financier almond cake. I've heard that, and that's why I keep looking at his hand, and I'm like, I want to eat that hand. I want to bite the hand that feeds me. I want to chomp down on that hand. I want to eat it. I'm going to destroy that fucking hand. Okay. prompt this week, Aaron. Hi. So, uh, welcome to my fancy children. We take a listener prompt every week and we create a character with it. And we do have a prompt this week, Jeff. Prompt this week comes to us, uh, from Demoon Rules. Demoon Rules issued us a challenge to create a prompt using three words from a random word generator. And the thing about challenges is that I am fiercely competitive. This is so true. If you issue me a challenge. Watch, Aaron, issue me a challenge right now. I challenge you right now uh, to do a cartwheel. Just kidding. Okay. I don't. I don't. Right, don't right, do right, it. Right, no. Right, right, no. But what if you get hurt, Jeff? No. <laughs> no. Ow. <laughs> I, I did it. I did the cartwheel. See, this is why I'm not fiercely competitive. Issue me a challenge. All right, I ish- I challenge you to have a great day. I'm not going to fucking do it. <laughs> no. I'm going to have the worst day of my life. I'm going to shower, go outside in this like two-degree weather with cold <laughs> hair. I'm going to go to work and not drink any coffee, so I'm going to serve shitheads and just be really sad and get like hurt by all their mean words. All right, I'm I'm sorry that I I'm sorry that I did that to you. I didn't. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. I didn't mean to do that to you, Aaron. So it's, it's okay. 
I could go off on a tangent right now. I got a bad review, Jeff. They sent my work an email, and I really want to talk about it. <laughs> That's the worst. You have to describe the menu at my fucking job. It's like a nice restaurant. They called it a soliloquy. I was like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> it's my job to sell food. <laughs> Fuck you. All right. That's... That's ridiculous. So this is, I'm just trying to stay on brand for a new network. All right, sure, sure, sure. Gordon Ramsay, I'm, I see him in the corner in the producer's booth, and he's giving me that good nod. <laughs> he's, he looks very happy right he now. He looks very happy. So if you were looking to make a character this week, Jeff and listeners, I'm sorry, but Gordon, Gordon's looking very upset. He knows we're going to start the prompt. He does. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, I still want the almond cake. I, I see you waving it at me. Leave it on my desk. All right. I would like. I'd like to make it known that like this is the shittiest bit we we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> if we don't make this prop, Gordon, I would like to know that this is really sort of an Aaron thing that he's sort of pushing this. I'm sort of just along for the ride. Are we cool? We're cool. He's giving me a thumbs up. We're cool. All right, let's uh, do this. All right. So, Jeff, I want you to be the bearer of bad news and give us the three random words from the generator. All right. Um, let's see. I'm at randomwordgenerator.com, as was sent to us by the Moon Rolls. Number of words, three. Yep. Do we want a first letter or a last letter? No, just random. Okay. Equal, yeah, okay. Okay, so we're three random words, randomwordgenerator.com. Here we go. Oh, oh. Oh, no. Okay. Fuck. Okay. What do you got? Gate. Okay. Pat. Pat. Okay. And lump. Lump. Okay. All right. So I think the best way to go about this, Jeff, and actually make like a good episode is if we roll on tables and try to incorporate those things into the results we get as opposed to starting with the words and trying to build around them. Because I'm like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm going to immediately say that their name is Pat. That feels like an easy. Give me some pronouns. Okay, can I say that Pat's full name is Patches? Yeah. So let's roll on some dog D6 to see what the pronoun is. So she is a dachshund again. Yeah, uh, she's a dachshund. Uh, Patches is a good is a good beast folk oh, name. Oh, no, so, I yeah. meant like I just got four and it's a dachshund. Do you want to make another dog person? Sure. Yeah, fuck it. So they're a dachshund named Pat. Yeah. Okay, so she's a dog person. Do you yeah. want to uh dachshund? <laughs> um, do you want to start on what's it called? Uh, central casting, our good friend. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for anybody just joining us, uh, Jeff, central casting, to my understanding, is about like nine hundred ninety nine different tables to roll up like kingdoms, an entire life for a character. Yeah, something like that. It's like a character building tool. It is a book full of random tables that you roll on to create or flesh out uh, non-player characters or player characters for role-playing games. It is great for our purposes. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Let's start with a cultural background. Give me, a, give me a D10. Okay, I think I have that in my... Oh my god, I'm so good. I'm right on my All Might ones, the American flag-looking ones. Two. Nomad. Okay. All right, so she's a, she's a traveler. Okay, so she's a traveler. We have so many of those. I love it. Okay, so she's a traveler. She's a traveler. So the question that I want to get to by the end of the episode, because you're right that we have a lot of travelers, and I like that. Yeah. And the question that I think comes up a lot with traveler characters that I think is interesting is I want to spend some time at some point. Not yet, because I don't think we know enough about her yet. Mm-hmm. But I definitely want to answer the question of, like... How she feels about the road. And actually, I might have a suggestion. I might actually have a suggestion. Okay. I think that she does not like traveling. Ooh. So is this a forced nomadic situation? Um, it might be, it might be forced. It might be a job. It might just be a quest. But for whatever reason, I think that she would rather be, and I say this lovingly as someone that is this, I think she would rather be a lump. I think that she would rather, like, be at home on the couch okay, reading snuggle. a book. Yeah, just comfy and, like, unmoving for, like, a periods of time. Okay. But something has pushed her to travel. So she wants to be just a little lump on the couch, curled yeah. in front of a fire. But something happened. Uh, Madeline Hale's Table Fables, available on Amazon, has a quest generator. Let's do it. Are you sure? 
Yes. Okay. Give me a D hundred, please. Okay. These are very random and very like super fantasy. So I'm excited. Uh, I'm going to be rolling this D hundred and you know what, Aaron? Because you've always got special fancy dice, I've got some special fancy dice. Yes. I've got these I've got these cute rainbow dice. Love those rainbow dice. Here we go. D hundred. Sixty-four. All right. Okay. Wow. A serial killer is murdering townsfolk without apparent rhyme or reason. The killer does, however, have a very unique calling card. So are they tracking a serial killer. Yes. Okay. Yes, this so- is a di- okay. So that now we know why they can't, uh, why she can't just lay on the couch and be a lump because there's a serial killer about who's leaving a calling card, and they're following the serial killer. There she's. She's the greatest detective in Iron Hill. Oh, shit. Okay. She's like Iron Hill fantasy Columbo. Oh, it's always got to be Columbo. (laughs) I I think, like, have you ever watched Criminal Minds? Yeah. I'm thinking, like, that kind of team except rolled into one person. Yeah, Like, she has the skills of all those people, like, uh, whatever the penmanship studying guy is. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she's also Mandy Patinkin. And she's got, like, lots of charts and lots of yarn connecting dots, but she does that on the road, so it's like a traveling pop-up detective agency. If it's, like, if she's, like, a traveling detective, it's got to be a lot of, like, motels. Oh, absolutely. This is, like, yeah, this is trench coat and a hat, like, it's raining constantly type thing. Like, Hitchcock, the rear window? Never seen it. It's a, it's a guy, uh. You know me in movies. (laughs) Yes, but I know, I was gonna, I'm actually about to pull up the thing that I know you have seen. You have not seen Rear Window, but you have seen the episode of Simpsons where Bart gets a broken leg. Oh, oh yes. That's Rear Window when he's got okay. the camera and he's watching. They literally reference it because Jimmy Stewart is in the other room going, I think he's murdered someone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So I so, like yeah, it's, this. It's a lot of like being in a room with a camera or like a telescope, just like watching things and studying details. Ooh. Uh, so, um, okay. So a fun fact. Dachshund are low to the ground, great sense of smell, and I think they track they <clears throat> they were used to hunt like small vermin. Okay. So this is a perfect opportunity to cash in on that. So this is a person who uses like spy tools and like, you know, I think they're mm-hmm. a tracker, an expert tracker. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Because a little this is a little dachshund person. Uh she uh, so Pat Patches is Patches Malone. Patches Pat, Malone. Pat Malone is hunting down a serial killer. Okay, why? So the serial killer also uses killing random townsfolk and leaves a unique calling card. Why is Pat so upset? Was Pat always a detective or did something spur her to become a detective? Is this personal? I kind of think it's not personal per se. Okay. That it's just like the job, but I I think it becomes personal by virtue of the fact that she hasn't caught them yet. And how long? Is this recent? I don't. I don't want to. I don't know if it's another Falconvale like tracking you all my life. No, I don't think it's all. I don't think it's it's lifelong. Give me give me pronouns for the serial killer. Okay. One. He is a horse. Oh no! I oh. meant the, I rolled animal D six, but also he is a horse. Yeah. So a horse beast person. Uh, what's the what? Okay. Serial killers are all always named kind of like by what they do, right? So what is the yeah. unique? Let's figure out what's the unique calling card they leave behind. Hmm. Hmm. I have I have something just by looking around my desk. Okay. So every t- yeah, sorry, my voice is a little mer. I I got home from work at like two a.m. Uh, and it's eleven. So I think this horse leaves behind at every murder scene a magic eight ball with a selective thing in the center, like a little mm. dice, I guess, in the middle. Mm. And you shake it, and you're like, will I, you know, and you just have to shake it. And there's only one message on it where it's like, all signs point to north, like, because they want to be followed. And, like, they give yeah. a hint about the next scene that they're going to create. Yeah. And that's why they're called Eight Ball, the Eight Ball Killer. Yeah, eight Ball. Eight Ball, just yeah. Just Eight Ball. Okay, so a horse named Eight Ball. He is killing random townsfolk. Why? Because he's an asshole? Or I have an idea, Jeff, that I've always right. kind of had in my noodle that I've always wanted to do. All right. This horse is like a magic vampire where they kill okay. you and they absorb your magical essence. So they leave behind just like a husk of a person. That is – now here's the thing. They drain you. 
that's extremely cool and also completely fucking horrifying. Yeah, absolutely. Because here's the thing. Think about magical essence in the world of fantasy. Yeah. When you die, as we've talked about in previous episodes, your your magical energy goes back into the ley line, and that is the way that your your spirit uh like echoes out into the world. It is a way that your essence forms you know impacts the future it is literally the way that you continue to live after your body has passed on yes somebody absorbing that essence is literally preventing you from like passing on yes like they're they're basically housing ghosts and housing your Mm -hmm. magical power yeah so it's a lot so do you remember heroes i do it's sort of like siler yeah um in a way except like you don't get like a power but you do acquire you acquire that person's like memories and stuff so you know them oh that's pretty cool and creepy yeah like so this person is basically like housing people mm-hmm. and like no knows them after after absorbing them can i can i ooh can i have an image for you yes how it's done is in every town you go in every town that eight ball goes to they open up a pop-up. I'm thinking initially a hairdresser, a dentist. And mm-hmm. okay, so I'm thinking dentist, right? Mm-hmm. Hi, free tooth care to everyone this week. Opens up, you know, puts their, they have a chair, they have a wagon. The wagon opens up a little stage. There's a chair. They're pulling teeth. They're making fillings. He's, you know, putting crowns on teeth. And just when you're, just when you least expect it, pulls it out of you. I'm thinking like Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Mm -hmm. Street, except a dentist, because that's like my favorite thing in this world, and leaves behind the calling card of just like the eight ball. uh, Oh, so I have a thing on it. The message inside the eight ball is a tooth, and it has a message on it, and you shake it, and the tooth says like... You know, come back and uh, visit Geode sometime or something. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's very good. Saveball's a fucking asshole. Oh, <laughs> oh, he's a he's a fucking he's yeah he's terrible. Okay, well and and Pat and Pat's gonna find him. Yes, and I think the reason it's personal, like I said, I think it's, I I think it's not like he didn't necessarily target like a family member or something. It's just that he's doing this, and she is a detective. It is her job to find that to like find people. Who do wrong and like yes. hurt, like bring them in. Yes. She has not been able to catch eight ball, but I think it's because, but I think the thing that makes it personal is that like, is that like she has a life mm-hmm. that she cannot, she can't put this, this case aside because like it's, I'm, I'm supposed to be the best. I am very good at finding people. I can't find this guy. I'm obsessed. Do they have a family at home? Does does Pat have a family? I think so. I think yeah. absolutely. And this is, I think, keeping her from, like, coming home and seeing their partner, seeing their children, you mm-hmm. know? And so it is personal because, like, this is a huge – it's a thing of, like, duty over family type thing where it's like I can't just let this energy vampire keep slaying across fantasy. I have – someone has to do something because, you know, some one of those people could be my family. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Think about all the victims. They have to. So middle-aged or young? Um – I th- I like fresh. I like like a this isn't this isn't the most like very good detective. Only has like ten cases. I'm thinking like Brad Pitt in seven, like very good, but not Morgan Freeman. Yeah, wet behind the ears. Yes, yeah, which is adorable because it's a dachshund. Mm-hmm. Okay, so does Pat have any magic powers? We can say yes because that's sweet, and they don't have to be related to being a detective. Yeah, I'll go with yes. Okay, what is their thing? Are they like a, are they a mage? You know what I mean? Is it is it mm-hmm. something like that, or is it like rogue thieves tools? Is it a warrior, a paladin? You know, ranger. Hmm. hmm. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing I have for you. The word gate. Mm-hmm. I have I have an image coming to me. Imagine a dachshund basically dressed like Scruff McGruff, the crime dog. Take a bite out of crime. <sighs> yep. Right. They have the ability. To slice the fabric of the material plane, creating a gate, basically like some sort of stargate, you know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. And that can jump, like they can jump to different locales around fantasy. That's why they're so good at following people I and like doing that. And this. Yeah, and, and so she's consistently like one step ahead 
Because she's very good at being a detective. So she knows, like, she's able to, like, piece together, like, where you're going. Yes. And then has the magical ability to get there before you. Yeah, so she, what, opens... Oh, I have a, I have a cool I have a cool thing. So if she reaches out her hand, right, and conjures a doorknob, she can open a door anywhere, and on the other side will be where she wants to go. That's pretty cool. Which is incredibly like powerful. That. But... Why? But the reason, then that's the case is, what's the obstacle? Like, what's keeping her from catching 8-Ball if she can be anywhere? It's that he's, he is exceptionally good at covering his tracks. Because the thing is, she has to know where she's going. Is it Nightcrawler she has to She has to be able to very clearly, like, see where she's going and yeah. know very intimately, like, the location she's headed. She mm. can't just say, take me to Geode. Because I think she has to have a specificity in her head of, like, I have to go to this corner, I have to go to the corner of Bedrock and Slate, and I have to, like, open a door, and, like, I know, like... And it's not so much... I don't think it's the Nightcrawler thing of, like, she could get stuck in between walls. I think <laughs> yeah, it's just no. that, like... I think it's just that she. it's part of, like, the magical ritual is that she has to, like, get herself... Like, she has to feel like she's there in order to step through, step into there. Is 8-Ball leaving addresses, pictures of places that he might go next? Is there a clue on the tooth as well as to where he's headed next? And that's where she has, is it like, you know what I mean? Or is this just straight detective game of like, she hunts him down? I, I like it being the straight detective game. And I like okay. it being that he leaves very oblique hints. It's like, you know, the sun sets in the north and, and she's like, no, it doesn't. Oh, no, he's headed north. Oh, no. And, like, she pieces these things to get, like, you know, because she is a very good detective. And then she has to, like, figure it out. But it's that the process of getting to, okay, I have to go to the north. There's this small fishing village. I have to, I'm going to have to be right in the middle of the lake. Just as they're starting to ice fish. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to, I'm going to twist the knob and I'm there. But she's, like, in piecing all of those details together and, like, researching these places that she's never been. Yeah. It takes her a little bit too long. Okay. So that is interesting. Does she catch 8-Ball? I think, I think, I think the end of the story is she's got to absolutely catch 8-Ball, right? Okay. Yeah, no, uh, completely. However, how did she stop him is my question. Because, you know, we got to, you know, the hunt is interesting, but I kind of want to know what her life is like after this as well. Like mm -hmm. who she was and who she will be afterward, because this is a huge chunk of her life. Right. Yeah. This is this has this has the potential to define her entire life for to spend yeah. the rest of her life as the person that that, ch that caught eight ball. Or she has the ability to do something else after. We're not yeah, sure yet. I don't, <laughs> I don't want her to be uh, another Falcon Veil where it's like right. this is it. I want Patches to have a life afterward with her family. Yeah, for so, sure. Patches, I think, eventually corners, corn, like, does he catch him in the, yeah, of course, she catches him in the act. Mm -hmm. So all she finds is the ape on the tooth, right? Mm -hmm. She does, so she's going, she's questioning, she's like, oh, this dentist was in town, you know, this is a townsfolk. The dentist was in town, you know, and my husband went missing. So she knows that more, it's, it's the dentist, you know, that's traveling to towns mm -hmm. and draining people's magical essence. However, after like some time, he would have become tremendously powerful. Mm -hmm. So I think she has to, because her power is limited, you know, she's not a combat specialist, she just has a very specific gate power. Mm -hmm. That means she has to be very careful and she has to set a trap. She has to use his hubris, I think, against him to, to like, lay the trap and snare him. Well, and I kind of have an idea of how that would work. Oh, fuck yeah, I'm so excited. So what if this is, like, a growth moment for her? Like, this is a, this is, you know, you know, we're getting the climactic moment where of, and if she's got superpowers and he's got superpowers, this is a superhero showdown. Yep. And we get to the climactic moment where she uses her powers in a way that she's never done before. Oh, yeah. And she closes her, like, she, she pieces all this together and she, she pieces together that he's doing this to drain people's magical essence. And she realizes that, yeah, he is incredibly powerful. He is a magical beacon, right? Like, he is surging with magical energy. So for the first time, she closes her eyes and does not recount a place, but she lays out all of the details about this person. 
Ooh. and uses that to appear to wherever he is. Oh, okay. Because that, okay, so her power works by basically tracing a magical, like, signal and following it to its source. Yeah, and so she realizes that, like, that doesn't have to be a place. It can be a person. If it, if that person is, is sufficient, is, is emanating enough magical essence, then yeah, there's no, re- like, she, she, like, so she closes her eyes and she's like, okay, he's a dentist. He's got a fixation with he's got a fixation with billiards. He's got a fixation with fortune telling and predeterminism. He you know, he's been here, here, and here. He has he sticks to roads. He's gotta have a cart. He's you know, he sticks to he sticks to Sorry, I almost said a thing. He <laughs> He stays mobile, but he stays limited to, like, places that have roads because he's got supplies, he's got a cart, he... And so she, like, visual, she pieces together all of these details. She has this very clear picture of who he is and, like, his mannerisms, closes her eyes, twists the knob, walks through the door, and she's just, like, in his pop-up shop. Oh. Can I, can I give you an image of what you just gave me? Yeah. So what... That's okay. So that was that's sick. I'm so excited. Okay. <clears throat> so I am imagining <clears throat> so I'm imagining Patches is questioning someone in a town, right? And mm-hmm. they're like, I don't know what happened. My my son left. He just went to the dentist and and he's gone. I found him and he's just been drained completely. He's there's nothing left of him. His life is gone. And I think like this this certain case really irked her for some some one reason or another. It was just really, it was just really like she's exhausted. She had just talking to her, spoken to her family on the phone, and it's just like she's you know she's welling up. This is a lot, and all of a sudden she's thinking about these things, and these images are flooding to her. Sort of like if he's a cell phone tower, it like pinged her, like mm-hmm. it she she spider sensed felt him. You know what I mean? She felt this mm-hmm. great, tremendous force. And all of a sudden, she's kind of like, the, the calculations are flying past her brain, finally, where she's, but she's, I think she sees it, like, literally. Like you said, that she sees, she knows he sticks to roads. She knows he sticks to billiards. She's finally, I think the, as opposed to walking through a door without knowing what's on the other side, I think this sort of opened a peephole. That mm-hmm. she can look through in the door and sort of like it know where she's headed before she steps through. No, no, I think that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's okay. perfect. And then, then <clears throat> and then, yeah, she she has she she can see it. She knows that she can see it, and she knows that she knows it's right. But she has to. But like, she's got to like figure all these things out, which is why she like. I'm get, I'm picturing the shot like the detective shot of like all of the evidence laid out, pictures and pins. You know, murder boards, and she's like, she lays all this out, and then she's like, okay, I know this guy. I don't know his name. I've never met him, but I know him. And then that's when she walks through the door, and he's there. Then what? How does the showdown play out? Does she kick him through a door that leads to jail? You know, like, she opens the door. She grabs him, opens the door, and, like, they tumble through? He's super dangerous. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Let me ask you two questions. Okay. How dark do you see this going and how heroic do you see pat as a character because i have an idea you know i'm never you know me i'm never about like and then everything ends really well or like that someone can be purely good or purely evil so So i think this is the moment i think this is this is the moment where she i think this is the moment where she crosses a moral line for herself oh fuck yeah i mean he's really jeff this has been a long time there's a lot of frustration and like missed opportunity like there have been tons of like softball leagues missed you know softball games missed and family functions and so like they have their like back and forth they finally confront each other they lay it all out and eight ball is eight ball gets kind of a little cocky about it he's like so okay take me to jail you know i'll spend the rest of my days in prison i've already accomplished everything that i want to do and she's like no you won't and she opens a door to like the south pole (laughs) or like the top of the highest mountain in fantasy some desolate place where there's like no life for hundreds of miles and she just like grabs him by the arm walks through with him and then walks out 
like doorways out. Oh my! So she just ditches him. She like she's like I'm not gonna kill you. Do you? She's like and she she straight up is like I will not kill. I will not like kill you. But you know there's a chance you make it off this mountain and you make it back to society and we start this whole process again. And if you do it, I'd love to learn how. And then she walks out the door. And he is trapped alone on this freezing sub-zero mountain. Hundreds of miles from any signs of life. You know, there's there's barely any oxygen. He, like, it's freezing. He can see the northern lights in the sky. I love it. And he's just left. So, from that, I think that after, like, during this encounter, she realizes that her power is sort of like, once you've met someone... Once you get their scent, once you get this location's scent, you can go there. Once you get this person's scent, you can find them. Mm -hmm. So she has him by the arm, and she's like, I'm leaving you here. But just know that if you leave, I'll find you, and I'll put you somewhere worse. I'll put you underground. You know, I can dump you Mm -hmm. anywhere now. So you you better watch yourself. You know what I mean? You're going to be out Mm -hmm. there hunting people. Just know that I'll be watching you and hunting you the entire time. Yeah, and I think that she leaves him in the most desolate, unlivable place, and is just like, if you make it, if you make it out, I'll track you down again, and we'll go through this again. But you're probably not going to make it out. And next time, I will not be as gentle as I am right now. And I don't think he. I'm going to be honest. I don't think he makes it out. Like I think no, no. I think no, he no. just freezes to death on a cold, miserable mountain. Can he be locked away in an ice? In ice? Yeah. So like, absolutely. not maybe not dead, but like locked away. Sure. For in yeah, an I, ice cave, like buried by an avalanche, like way down there, but in some right. kind of like popsicle stasis. Because yeah, I always absolutely. love that there's like a buried evil. Yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and their name was Callahan Whiskerman all along. I'm kidding. That what? is absolutely not. No. Oh, surprise. <laughs> He's a horse the whole time. Um, okay. And so Patches, Patches, Patches Malone's middle name? Crevasse. <gasps> Oh my god, through <laughs> both of the Patches Malone just hunt all Patches Malone just hunted down Callahan, threw him in a crevasse. <laughs> Surprise! Um, so now what? So the, the hunt is over. Now what? Life begins? Yeah, now she, now she goes back and she has to like, she has to kind of relearn what it is to live a boring, wonderful life. Is it boring? Or is there more? No, I think it's, that's what I mean. I think it's, I think it's. No, I mean, meaning is this something else happen that doesn't keep her from being with her family, of course, but like, is there ever normal life again for her? No, I think that she's at a point now where she can never fully, I think the tragedy of the character is that she's now at a point where she can never fully be a lump on the couch. No, this power is tremendous, Jeff. This gate power is a lot. That's why I'm like, you can just sit on that. You can just chill, knowing that you can teleport to anyone or anywhere. I, I think, I think she could. I think she absolutely, even if she had this ability, was could be like, I don't, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to like, I, I am where I want to be. Why would I want to not be here? But I think that, I think that why she can't do that is because she knows exactly how much pain and suffering was caused by Apol. And so she knows that she she knows she has the ability to like make it right, and so she has to spend like a significant portion of the rest of her life like traveling around, you know, gating from place to place, talking to people. I oh love that! I have an idea for that. Jeff, does she become some sort of scruff McGruff crime dog, traveling from schools, teaching them all self defense? I love that. I, do, I absolutely love that. So she teaches. So okay. So scruff isn't like scruff would be like a glass cannon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean not scruff. Scruff McGruff is not her name is Patches Patches Malone. So Pat is a glass cannon. You know this is no not a lot of physical ability like in terms of like you know fantasy mm-hmm. like D and D strength, but has like a very powerful power. Yeah. I so I think like what she does know though is, like, disarming techniques and, like, really, really strong self-defense. Like, mm-hmm. in terms of disarming and, like... Because I think definitely 8-Ball came for her to drain that magic power. And I think part of it was, like, put him in an arm lock and, like, pushed him through the gate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I yeah, think yeah. she travels the world, gating from school to school, teaching kids basic self-defense. 
as like Scruff McGruff the Crime Dog type of thing. You know what I mean? And I th- yeah, and I think the other half of it, I think it's partly that, and it's partially like going to the families of the people that were struck by eight ball. Ooh, yeah. And like counseling them and like helping make helping write things. Like maybe maybe there's a family that like the mother was struck and drained and she was like the breadwinner, right? Like she she like so the family is in like debt because they don't they didn't have they don't have her income and so she helps them like find new work mm. to like make right their finances and she's like helping like heal the wound that was caused by eight ball so she's going from place to place it's like oh well you know we like we haven't been able to harvest the crops because we don't have we don't have junior anymore and so she goes there and spends like a week harvesting an entire farm's worth of crops Ooh, i have a fun thing can I can I pitch you a fun thing? Yeah. Because that's a really good fucking idea. Because I wanted to make sure that she gets to spend time with her family, right? Yeah. So it becomes some sort of family business-ish, where it's a collective of basically volunteers, right, who are trying mm-hmm. to right the wrongs. Because I think 8-Ball has, like, ravaged the world. You know, 8-Ball's yeah, sure. been done some shit, like, all over the place. So Patches sets up a family business of volunteers where you basically sign up to be... To be a hero to someone. You know, it's like big brothers, mm-hmm. big sisters, except helping rebuild just like a single – you get a single family that you yeah. can help. And what Patches does is you leave a door behind in the place that needs assistance. And if you're the volunteer, if you say like, I'm willing to assist, Patches leaves the one-way door – the two-way door in your house – so that you can go there whenever you can and help assist and then make sure you can come back to your own family as well. Do you I know love what I'm that. So yeah. like all over fantasy, there are two-way doors that only have like – they only have one destination each. You know what I mean? It's just like a little mm-hmm. tunnel right. that can take you – you're assigned basically like one family affected by eight ball that you can help. And so mm-hmm. like in Patch's house, it's it's this one that ended up leading her to eight ball. Even she has a door that she can visit them and pop back at any time. But she travels the world with her family, I think, uh, going to schools, teaching self-defense, spreading the word about her – what's her agency called? Hmm. Oh, how about just like – it's called Opening Doors. Opening Doors is a good one, yeah. So Opening Doors travels the world creating these two-way gates and like almost every single hero – like pretty much every single hero in fantasy like has one. You yeah. know, where it's like you, I mean, it's unfortunate that that many people have been like negatively affected by this, but, or it's just like people in need, like people yeah, in need. Yeah, I think it expands, you can, it expands to like people, it expands to people, it just people in need in general. Yeah, where you can go and get, lend them a hand in whatever they may need and all the other, all the receiving party has to do is knock. Mm-hmm. And it's a great way also for like a lonely adventurer on the road. We always say that it, like, you know, the road is hard, the road is lonely. It gives them like a family, you know, people to come home to the same way that now uh, Patches has people to come home to, has a life that they can finally live while also giving a lot of their time to this organization. And I think I want to pitch something to you as well. One last note. Hell yeah. I don't think that she travels with – I don't think her family is necessarily involved in opening doors. I think it is a volunteer-run organization that she runs, mm. but I think that the the happy ending of it is that she gets to do this and go out, but that she all she you know she gets to then also gate home at the end of this. Like, oh, true. There's, there's not the you know if you think about traveling the world, theoretically it would be weeks of weeks of time away from the people that you care about. Like you would be you know traveling. She can do this and then just go straight home. Yeah. And so she gets to be – she does get to be the lump on the couch reading a book by the fireplace. But then, like, she wakes up in the morning and she's like, okay, I got to go to Moon Crescent. I got a seminar in an hour. Be back uh, in, like – these are, like, three-hour work days now because, like, that yeah. shit is over with. She wants to get home to those kids. Right. So she just, like, goes back to her lo- – like, she gets to live her life and also, like, help the world. Ooh, this is great. Jeff, I have I a question this. I haven't asked you in a long time. Do you want to roll on tables? Yeah, let's roll on some tables. We haven't done that in a minute. I miss it. Because this, this character is so great, but this usually flushes out just like a little bit more info that I just cherish so much. I love this let's fucking story it. of opening doors. All right. Here's, 
Here's an unusual one that I think will be good. Okay. I've got Hermit. Sell me on this one. Sell me some sizzle. She is... Her ideal is to be a little bit of a hermit. Okay. Like, she, you know, she wants to be she wants to be the lump on the couch. Okay. Right? I dig she this. Kind of, she wants nothing more than... In her perfect world would be to, like, never leave her apartment. Okay. I'm digging this then. Yeah. You, you got me. Let's do this. I also have Lawbringer. Hmm. Now nah, let's go with Hermit. Fuck it. All right. I think Hermit will be fun. Yeah, it's, it's fun and interesting. And it, it gives me a nice sense of, like, that honestly tells me how hard this quest was for her. Oh, for sure. Like, her dream is to – she is a homebody. She mm-hmm. wants nothing more than to, like – like, she loves cooking and she loves, like, cleaning house and, yeah. like, organizing bookshelves. Like, those are the things that she is passionate about. If you ask her – she's the kind of person that she has a job – and if you ask her about her job, she'll be like, I don't know, it's fine. And her job is very cool, it's very important, but if you ask her about her job, she's like, it's fine, it's work. But in her wallet, like, if you ask her about her family and, like, how her deck, I think, like, like if she were to open her wallet, it would be, like, you know, in that cartoonish, like, all the pap- all the photos mm-hmm. fall out, that would go for, like, a fucking mile. Yeah. Like, her life is this house, because it's so nice. Yeah, if you ask her about, like, if you ask her about her job, if you ask her, like, oh, my God, so you tracked down 8-Ball, she'd be like, yeah, it was, uh, it was fine. It was like, terrible. It was work. It need- yeah, like. Somebody, somebody, somebody needed to do it. And if you ask her about how, like, her, how her winterproofing her deck is going, she will talk to you for 45 minutes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so give me a D8 for personality trait. All right. I found a D8. I already had this pre-set up this time. Six. I connect everything that happens to me to a grand cosmic plan. Ooh. Okay. 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 So she's a firm believer in what? In fate. That makes sense. It does. It does. Um, hmm. Does it? No, I mean, I know it makes sense, but like, if you believe in fate, that means that she, she believes that there's a plan for everything. Like everything's happening for, oh, I like this. Okay. Uh, we say she has like a strong sense of duty at the beginning. And I think that it's mm-hmm. like, I've been, you know, I, I have this magic gift in me, you know, it must be, you know, it's some sort of big, it's some sort of plan for all of us that I can keep the world safe. I can stop this. Mm-hmm. You know, I have this power for, I don't have it randomly. I have it for a reason and I can track it's, it has to be me who does this. I feel like it has to be, cause it, you know, you could be like, you know, somebody with a relic is going to chop up eight ball, you know, conjures right. flying around could just destroy him but it's like no i feel like something and you know looked into the faces of these victims and was like it has to be me who does this this is there's a reason why conjure hasn't buried eight ball yet it has to be me and i think the other half of it is that the grand cosmic plan i think the other plan that she believes in is consequences is what goes around comes around Mm. she's like okay he has hurt people he has to he has to face consequences I like this. Like, and it's that it's that she 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 is constantly thinking about like, okay, this has to this has to make that right. Like, this has to balance out the scales. If you're doing wrongs, there must be someone to stop you. I have a gift. Guess it's me. I love that. Good God, that's sweet. And also is like super into fate and like in destiny. And wait, hold on. Can I can I pitch you something just silly and fun? Yeah. At home. In Patch's house, they have sort of like a fun, like she's super into tarot cards and like burning incense and smudging and like spirits and fate. And like, I think she has a strong belief that something is guiding everything. Get down with that. Yeah. Because I I kind of see it as like, if she were to like, because this, if someone has like believes that everything is guided by like fate, I like the idea that at some point she played like two tarot cards and one was like the door and the other one was like the sapper or something. And she's like, Oh my God, this has to be me. I have to do mm-hmm. it. Cause there's a lot of fucking people who could deal with this in this world. Mm-hmm. So like something has to be a driving force in fantasy if you're going to get off your ass and decide to hunt someone. Yeah. And I think something was she saw a vision in the smoke. She saw a tarot cards that really pushed her out the door, and re- like it, that's what pushed her into being like, "This is all me." All right, I like that. I don't know. I'm thinking of like my mom sits at home and like smudges all day, and so no, I'm like, I, I love, that. I like that. 
So give me a D6 for an ideal. Alrighty. Six, eagle. Self-knowledge. If you know yourself, there's nothing left to know. I, I, I like that. I like that. Has a strong sense of, I mean, if they're a hermit, they know what they want and what they don't. That's why, like, her job and, like, the things that she's encountered, like, being a detective are not the things that interest her. Because she's like, that's, you know, it's not me. Like, no. the th- she knows she knows what she loves. She knows who she loves. And that's good enough. Yeah. She has a foundation in, like, her family and her and her beliefs, to be completely honest. She knows who she is. And she knows what has to be done. She's a very strong sense of self. She knows what decor she likes and what she doesn't. This is a grown-ass woman. This is a grown-ass dachshund. Give me a d6 for a bond. Six again, eagle. My isolation gave me great insight into a great evil that only I can destroy. Stop it. Okay, we're done. We're we're done there. But what happened? Is it that exact thing? Is it the drawing of the tarot? Yeah, I think she saw she saw a face in the smoke. She saw something in the smudge. She saw she drew a tarot card and it said, "Oh, I, I, there's this." Oh, can I have something for you? Yeah, I, I have an image. So they're at home. Uh, her and her family. It's her and her partner and their children, two kids. Um, and they're sitting around and they're like, mom, mom, read our fortune, read our fortune. She's like, all right, I'll bust out the tarot cards. And it was like trying to pretend like they're not super fucking excited and is in like the most comfy, you know, onesie pajamas. And it's a dachshund, a bipedal dachshund and a onesie is fucking awesome. So sitting there, all set up. All right. So the first card is because she knows that her power is the gate, right? She mm-hmm. knows, right? Okay. So she she pulls a card, and it's like the gatekeeper. And she's like, okay, so, all right. So this card, guys, is the gatekeeper. It's, you know, a lot like mommy where you can, you know, you're you're a traveler. And this means that you're going to be a traveler, kids. And they're like, ooh, I love travel. And the next one is like, what is the card for eight ball? It's got to be death, it's right? Good, yeah, the card of death where it's like, okay, um... So mommy will be right back. Uh takes the tarot cards like off the table. Their partner is like, "What what was that all about?" And it's like, "You don't understand. This is not good." This means could either mean my death or something or in like my- a a substantial change of some kind. Yes. Like- and like in that has to do with travel. It could mean death all over the world. It could mean my death. It, you know, it could mean the death of my power. It could mean so many things. And so I think that this evil is – then how was the evil revealed? Does she know or is this when the quest begins? Like This when I have to put my nose to the ground. I got to start looking around because this is – because this is real. You know what I mean? This is some mm-hmm. shit where it's like I know that death is out there now threatening. There's a change coming. And I mm-hmm. think that's when I think she just starts poking around in Iron Hill and is like, has anyone experienced some kind of like – you know, it, I, I honestly, it's just like goes to the local. Is there a local precinct in every town? Like, you know, is there is there is there like a yeah. police? Yeah. yeah. Have there been any? You know, what's the news? Has there been anything substantial lately? And it's like, yeah, actually, we just found a body that is uh, drained, just sapped of all magical and life essence. It's it, it had to have gone somewhere, but it seems like it entered somewhere else. Like it was transferred. And it's like, uh oh. Yeah, I it's think that's like exactly that? okay. It. Cool. Uh, okay, throw me a d6 for a flaw. This is kind of cool, by the way. Three, frog. I am dogmatic in my thoughts and philosophy. I mean, that's also hilarious. Um, yeah. Can you hit me with what that means? <laughs> so, uh, the way that I interpret this is the idea that I have, the thing I want to pitch to you. I think that she is adamant. She's She's a bit of a stick in the mud. Okay. She's a bit of a wet blanket. Because, like... People, because, like, she has traveled the world, she has seen all of these sites and all of these things, met all of these people, and people are constantly like, that's amazing, you've done all of these cool things, and she's like, yeah, no, I, I arranged my bookshelf, do you want to hear about, like, I rearranged, I reorganized, I, I have a whole decimal system that I've laid out, like, do you want me to talk about it? And they're like, no, but, like, think about all the amazing things, and she's like, that's not, what is amazing is my home life. <laughs> <laughs> Every, like she's like this is all noise home is what matters and it's the fact that she refute part of her refute despite the fact that she travels the world she refuses to like see the coolness of that and it it is infuriating <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a little exhausting that someone has had this like amazing quest and stopped like probably one of the worst serial killers in history 
And it's like, oh, yeah, that? Oh, God. Yeah, work is work. Whatever. Like, that sucked. It was really terrible. It's a job. Yeah, it's a job. I mean, yeah, he was, eight ball had to be stopped, and I did it. I saw it in the Somebody car. Somebody had man. to. <laughs> I like, I like the, the worst thing would be, how did you do all that? Like, how did you track him down across the world? I don't know. I saw it in the cards. What? Yeah, no, that can't yeah. be that simple. You're what? Yeah, it was in the cards. Every night I'd check in with the tarot. You know, I'd smudge a little bit. I'd burn some oils and like, I don't know. It's just kind of the answers would just come to me. What? Kinda, yeah, I kind of just figured it out. Like, <sighs> okay. I, I think. Well, and I think here's here's two things I want to pitch at you to wrap up. Yes. Uh, I think that. Well, actually, it's just one thing. You mentioned like why a more powerful person didn't stop eight ball. Yeah. And I think I know why, and I think I know why it ultimately was patches. I think it's because eight ball was. We said that he was very good at covering his tracks. Yeah. I think he was so good at covering his tracks that until somebody started poking at it, it didn't seem like there was a serial killer. Ooh, did they, did people think it was like a natural phenomenon? People just, they were just, on. I don't think there was an explanation. It was just like a mystery where like you were just, people were just like almost like spontaneous combustion where it's just like, wow, yeah. they're just gone. Holy they just shit. disappeared. Like, holy, like what happened? And it was not until somebody started going around being like, okay, but isn't it weird that there's an eight ball with a tooth in it? Isn't that a little weird? There's a little tooth in it, and that, that, that body is missing a tooth. And it's like, Wish I can't possibly get to the bottom of this mystery. Yeah, and I think that's <laughs> I think that's why it had to be her, because she was the person that, like, poked around and said, I think that these are connected. Well, also, if they're, like, super blah about that kind of stuff, it would be like, um, y'all, there's a tooth in that eight ball. Like, they're like, <laughs> what well, must be their body went into a magical item. They live on in the sword of greatness. And it's like... No, there's a there's a tooth in that eight ball. You never notice that there's an eight ball on your nightstand now that says, "Follow me if you dare." Oh my god, how are you people not seeing this? Jesus, she's, that's like yeah, she's she's irrit. This here, this is we said that the, that like she has this job and it is her job. So she just looks at it like, look, it's it's an eight. There's an eight ball in a tooth. It says, "Follow me if you dare." Come on, guy. Come on, y'all. Come, come on. on. Come on. Oh my god. Oh my. <sighs> Fucking, and so she's just like solving the piece. She is the person that like put this together, and that is why it was her that that did it. She's not the most fun to be around, I think, because it's it's very obvious that she doesn't want to be there. So when like you're being questions, it's like, when's the last time you saw the victim? When's the last time this happened? Not cold, but just like a detective. But well, just yeah, not, the, not happy to be there in the sense of, like, I don't want to be in a murder scene, but also not happy. I'm like, I don't enjoy doing this at all. This is not well, what and it's also, my passion it's is. That, it's that, like, have you ever been around somebody in, like, a like a work or, like, a professional environment and they are one person and then they are, like, 180 in the other direction the second, like, the whistle blows? Yes. I think it's that. It's that, like, at work she's real, like, blasé and kind of, like... A little bit cold and a little bit like, okay, like, I, yeah, fine. I gotta, like, she's got the cup of coffee in, like, the paper cup and she's like, yeah, okay. I'll figure that we gotta figure this out. Like, yeah. And at home, it's like wacky witch mom. Yeah. At home, she's like, you know, she's like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna winter proof this deck. I got, <laughs> I got a chart. I got a sign. I got a calendar. Who wants to spin the chore wheel? And she's just like, fun. <laughs> Kids, I built you a treehouse. We don't even have a tree in our yard. Oh, handled that as well. Bought you a 100-foot oak, built a treehouse in it. Mom, it's 6 a.m. Can't we keep sleeping? It's Saturday. Nope. I'll be in the treehouse when you see me. <laughs> I'll be. All right. Well, I'm going to go to the treehouse. And she just, like, I'm picturing a Marge Simpson shot of her just cross-legged. I think the shot that I want to close on is the shot of her cross-legged, perfectly smiling, just, like, no movement in the treehouse, just, like, yeah treehouse i did it i knew i could i love this <laughs> that's a wrap that is absolutely a wrap Whew. challenge completed yeah challenge completed patches malone gate pat lump and now she's a lump in a treehouse boom step to us so thank you to moon i mean thank you to moon rolls for issuing this challenge it was great really rewarding this was actually very this was actually very fun it was very it, it was taxing yet rewarding it feels good to accomplish something you know what? Thank you, Gordon. Gordon is very happy from the booth. Gordon is actually clapping, and the almond financier cake hand is destroyed. <laughs>
Yep, yep, yep. He shouldn't. He shouldn't have clapped. It was a bad idea. It was that was dumb. I think we're gonna cut ties and find a new network. Yeah, I don't think this network is working out. Nah, I don't really like working in a restaurant at all. Uh, if you'd like to submit a prompt of your own, just like the Moon Rules did, uh, there's a lot of fun ways you can do that, and we encourage you to. We just got a few from the website, and it's so exciting. So you can tweet at us at amfc underscore podcast. Uh, use the hashtag fantasy children. You can also post on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. You can email us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. Uh, you can post them to our Discord, the link to which is pinned to our Twitter. You can also, and then you can also use them, uh, send them on our website, which is allmyfantasychildren.com. Yes. Oh, if you'd like to support the podcast with some coinage, there's a great way you can do that. It's called patreon.com slash allmyfantasychildren. And there's fun reward tiers, and you get early access to episodes and bonus content, and the money pays for hosting fees, equipment costs, and our sweet con appearances. Um, our newest backer is Sam Tastic. Hi, Sam. Thank you so much for your Patreon uh, back-in. It's really awesome of you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I hope that the next sandwich you eat is the best sandwich you've ever eaten. Oh, I, I hope that like, okay, so I've had some good sandwiches in my day. And I hope that this one has an ingredient on it where you're like, oh, fuck. They flipped the script. I didn't even know you could put this on a sandwich. And now I'm going to put this on all my sandwiches. And then you don't have to spend that much money on them because you can make them yourselves. Like the first time you put potato chips on a sandwich, you're like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Why don't they teach this in school? I hope that happens to you with like some sort of aioli or pepper or something just banging. And I hope that like I hope that you eat this sandwich and it's delicious and they just happen to like list all of the ingredients on the menu board so you're able to like take a picture with your phone and then like all right, I'm going to make this sandwich at home. Yeah, I hope you steal a sandwich recipe. <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck them. Uh Jeff has a second podcast and it's real fucking good. And Jeff's latest episode was real good. I'm going to steal the title of that game made by Taylor LaPresh because it's so good. And Jeff, tell them about your second podcast, please, before I explode. So, uh, Party of One is an actual play RPG podcast focused on two-player role-playing games. Every week, I sit down with a guest one-on-one, and we play through a short, self-contained RPG session. You can find that at partyofonepodcast.com. The most recent episode that Aaron was referring to is with friend of the show, Taylor LaPresh. We played a game that he wrote. Called With Fire, Thy Affections Hold a Wing. How good is, it is that? This, it's a good title. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> it is the story of a dragon and a uh, dragon and its rider facing the end of the world and the bond that those two share. It was a really good game. And Aaron's going to steal the shit out of that for like some upcoming nonsense. When I, oh, verbal hug. I have a verbal hug this week, Jeff. Because this is something that I know I bother you with all the time. Y'all, on the road, if you have goals... You know, if you have a dream that you want and you have career goals and stuff, it is not a sprint. It is a motherfucking marathon. And there is no, I tweeted this before, but there is no fucking tape that you break when you meet a goal. It just keeps going. And, you know, it's it's hard. And sometimes it takes time to get the things that you want creatively uh, in whatever field you're in. And it's okay to take that time and... It's 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 just okay sometimes to not be where you want to be because mm-hmm. if you keep going you will get there or maybe the road changes you know what in game of thrones that quote is fucking unreal where it's a uh, different roads lead to the same castle two roads mm-hmm. oftentimes lead to the same castle it's so true and the fact that like you know you may think you want my mother always says when you're when you're 15 you want something when you're 20 you want something different when you're 30 you want something different when you're 40 and it just keeps changing and that's okay yeah. the fact is that you're satisfied in your work and your life and that you're happy yeah and it's okay it's okay to take time like it's okay to work towards your goals you know it is a marathon not a sprint so it is okay and not just okay it is important and not just okay it is necessary to Take time to take care of yourself and take time to enjoy yourself and take time to enjoy yourself. You know, do the things outside of the grind of the things that you're doing. Take time to treat yourself and treasure yourself and also take time to treasure the work that you've done. Yes. You know, I, it, there's this – sometimes it feels like a sprint where you're running and you don't have a time to stop and say, that was – like, I did a really cool thing. This is do- This is good and I've been doing good things. And it's okay to do that. And in fact, I would tell you, listening to this, take a moment, 
and think about something that you've done that you're proud of. Just think about it and smile about that. And that is my verbal hug. Yeah, it's often too time. It's too often, honestly, that we think about the result instead of the process, which is the mm-hmm. worst way you can go about it. Because, like, right now we're making a podcast that, like, you know, I hope a lot, lot, lot of people listen to and enjoy. That road is hard, but oftentimes I'm too focused on the result rather than the process and enjoying the process. Uh, and I'm enjoying. I need to enjoy the journey more. That's my. That's my uh, mission this week. Um, yeah, but you should as well. Think about the journey. Think about that and take time to smell the roses along the road as you're mm-hmm. walking. I think it's good. I think yeah. it's a good verbal hug. And uh, on that note, good, good night, night and, and good, good game. game.